Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hypopolyglot, a podcast dedicated to the art and science of learning languages. I'm your host, Thad Schmink, and I'm glad that you're listening in. Today's episode is part four of a series dedicated to helping you master vocabulary. And in this installment, I thought I would explain what learning vocabulary in context means and why it is so beneficial. So stick around. In this series, you've heard me mention learning words in context several times. So I figured I should probably take a moment and explain what this actually means. Well, in short, it means learning words as part of a greater whole instead of learning words in isolation. Now, this textbook definition is concise and accurate, but I feel that it does not convey the entire picture. So to help my students gain a better understanding for the whole picture, I share with them what has become known as the zoo analogy. And since my students seem to enjoy it, and since it seems to help them understand the deeper layers of learning words and context, I thought that I would share it with you as well. And it goes like this. Walking around the zoo is great. You get to see lots of animals, and this helps you learn how the animals live and interact with each other, as well as get a feel for the various habitats in which they live. So visiting the zoo is great if you want to learn more about animals. Now, compare this experience to visiting the actual forests, fields, deserts, or glaciers, where you can see how the animals hunt, how they interact with their environment, how they play, and how they shelter. I think if asked, most would agree that while there are some similarities between the two experiences, seeing animals in the wild is much more impressive and educational. So what does this analogy have to do with learning words and context? Well, learning words and context is like going into the wild. You get to see words in their natural habitats, like sentences, paragraphs, dialogues, poems, songs, tweets, and the like. And as a result, you get a much better feel for words. For example, their uses and their different shades of meaning. Whereas going to the zoo is more like learning words in isolation, like when you use word lists, picture dictionaries, or flashcards. Now, don't get me wrong. Learning words at the zoo is helpful, and it can get the job done. But seeing words in the wild just has so much more to offer. Don't believe me? Well, bear with me as I run you through a quick mental exercise. Think about the following. What if I showed you the word bear on a flashcard? What picture does that conjure up for you? Now, what if I gave you a bit more context and told you that I came across a bear in the woods the other day? Or what if I mentioned seeing Smokey the Bear on a sign? Or what if I added even more context, like, just as I finished crossing a snow-covered ice bridge near the Arctic Circle, I was greeted by an enormous bear. With each statement, did your image of the bear change? If so, what made your brain switch from a brown or black bear over to a cartoon bear over to a polar bear? Because the word bear stayed the same in each example. Well, context is what helps shape the image in your head. So I hope this exercise, although it's a bit contrived, shows you how context can influence the meaning or imagery associated with words. And the only way to truly learn how context affects the meaning or imagery associated with a word is to observe words as often as you can in the wild. And making this extra effort to seek out words in their natural habitats, like 
books, articles, magazines, songs, weather reports, helps you to learn one more important element regarding vocabulary, word choice. Take, for example, in most cases, you'll hear people refer to the carnivorous mammal that typically has a long snout, barks, fetches, and howls as a dog. But in a scientific journal, they'll use the word canine. In informal emails or tweets, you might hear people use the word mutt or pooch. So to get a good feel to know when which version of dog is most appropriate, you have to learn how a dog is viewed in different scenarios, settings, or in other words, contexts. So the extra effort to seek out words in their natural habitats is totally worth it. Now, before I close, I want to quickly mention one last benefit of learning words in context. Seeing words in their natural habitats also helps the brain anchor words in your memory. After all, which is more memorable? Seeing a lion on a flashcard, a lion in the zoo, or in person on the prairie? In fact, context can be so powerful that many language learners can often share with you where, when, or what they were doing when they learned certain words. So now that you know what learning words and context means and why it's so beneficial, be sure to check out the next episode in this series, where I'll give you some tips on how to go about learning words and context. Until next time, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at thehypopolyglot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, get out there and start chipping away at your next language. This is the Hyperpolyglot.